looking back on my competitive career with my horses, especially at the beginning, there are definitely some mistakes that I made. And I mean, I didn't really have anyone to tell me any different. I did not grow up in, the, in a horse family. I wasn't training under a trainer or anything like that. But luckily for you guys, I am here to tell you, hey, do not make these mistakes because if you do not make these mistakes, competing with your horse will be so much better and could potentially, actually scratch that, you will definitely have a way better chance of success if you do not make these mistakes. Welcome to another episode of Strong in the Saddle. I'm your host, Katrina. And before we get rolling, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube, please be sure to give it a thumbs up, subscribe, and comment below. And if you haven't already, please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Strong in the Saddle. And on today's episode of the podcast, we are talking about five mistakes that you should avoid at all costs when you are competing with your horse. And I will just say right at the outset here, you know, I do reining, horse showing, kind of like ranch riding stuff right now, but this applies across the board, whether you do reining, whether you show, whether you barrel race, you cut, you do dressage or show jumping. These mistakes, like I see them across the board, does not matter what discipline people make these mistakes. So it doesn't matter what discipline you're in, you will definitely be able to learn something from this episode. And like I said, definitely increase your chances of success when you are in the competition arena, which hello, that is what we all want, right? Mistake number one, improper preparation of your horse in terms of things like grooming and just caring for your horse. And I know some of you are going to be like, hey, grooming, bathing, clipping your horse, like, okay, I thought you said this applies regardless of discipline and you don't get presentation points in barrel racing. But listen to me for a second here. How do you feel when you are like, you've been out in the barn doing sweaty work in the middle of July, you're covered in dirt and possibly horse manure and your hair's all a mess and super greasy, you're all sweaty and sticky, like how do you feel? Not great. And the same thing holds true for your horses. The more well cared for, well groomed and just taking care of your horses are, the better they are going to perform. Whether performing means running really fast or doing a really good sliding stop or just listening to you. If they are 
feeling good because they're taken care of, they are going to perform so much better. Obviously, this definitely translates to the show ring, like you're getting judged on appearances. So yes, being very meticulous about how you are grooming and taking care of your horse and then ultimately presenting that horse, like obviously if you, the better you are at that, that's going to translate to doing better in the show ring. But like doing things like bathing your horse, clipping them and like just overall doing a being very meticulous about taking care of every square inch of their body is really important. You can avoid things like um, skin irritation. If they're starting to develop some heat because maybe there's something wrong, you're gonna notice that right away. And like I said, the better they're taken care of, the better they're going to perform. In the beginning, I definitely did not know this at all. In the beginning, I knew like, okay, you go to a horse show, you should probably bathe your horse and brush them really well. But I didn't have the knowledge of what it really takes to really groom a horse. I had no idea. I thought running a flick brush over them and combing out their mane and tail was sufficient, but Really, that's not like day to day. Okay, if you're in a rush, that's fine. But really, I think spending the time and taking care of your horse, making sure they're properly groomed, and really going over their body, making sure they're feeling well, like that is how you're supposed to treat a performance horse. And like I said, when they feel good, they're taken care of, that is going to have direct translation into better performance results. And you want to just look at this not just in terms of show day or competition day, because if they're feeling better and they're feeling good on a day-to-day -day basis, they're going to perform better in their day-to-day -day training sessions, which overall that's going to accumulate to you having better training sessions and an overall something better to work with come competition day. So this is an ongoing thing that I think a lot of people make a mistake of. They might think about it the day before competition, but they're not having that ongoing, consistent grooming and horse care program. So that is mistake number one. Mistake number two is overloading on equipment. So, I will actually say I have not had this problem. I tend to be a very, very, very minimalist person when it comes to tack. Um, it might just be like my tendency to be an underbuyer. I just, I don't buy things. So I just don't have a ton of tack sitting in my barn to choose from. But there's definitely people who they overload on the equipment they're using on their horse. They might have, you know, this and that bit and they're constantly switching bits. They might have like a tie down, running martingale, like all these bells and whistles. And does it help? Oftentimes, no. <laughs> I think people who are intermediates fall into this trap of using way too much equipment or like equipment hopping because they're out of the beginner stage where 
now they have a knowledge of all this equipment that is available. Like when you're a beginner, you have no idea. You put whatever bit in your horse's mouth and you don't know the difference. But as you gain some knowledge, then you start to learn like there's this wall of bits to choose from and like all these other training aids to work with. But you're still an intermediate who has, you don't have that experience with those pieces of equipment and you don't really know how to use them properly and so you like you know just enough to be dangerous I guess is the common phrase and so I think yeah those intermediate people are definitely the ones who fall into this mistake and bits I would say is the biggest one when they run into a problem with a horse they switch a bit they think the bit is going to solve the problem in some cases, definitely. A bit change can definitely help, but I would not make that your default setting, that when you have a problem with your horse, you need to switch bits. I think the better option is to stay with whatever equipment you're using, but going back to horsemanship basics and as well as you know inspecting your horse to make sure they're not in pain and that's why you're having issues but aside from that like going back to the basics and working on that first and then maybe considering a different bit a different training aid what have you i don't think switching equipment should be the answer to all of our problems mistake number three Mistake number three, I would say, is insufficient practice. And again, this is actually not a mistake I've made. I have, I'll just toot my own horn for a second here. I have a very, very good work ethic. I, no issues there for me. But I will definitely, definitely say there are a ton of people in the horse industry who do not practice with their horses enough. Um, they will haul their horses out, get them out a day or two before competition, and then load up and go. In the show, horse show world, like if you're just doing like local small egg society shows, I feel like that's not a huge problem because they're pretty like slow gait. You're not doing anything hugely technical or, or athletic. But if we look at something like barrel racing, and I saw this in the barrel racing world a ton, if you're taking a horse that you have not been riding consistently and then take them to go do a barrel run, there's that's problematic on several levels. For one, your horse is not gonna be conditioned to handle the stress of a run, for one. So like say you do the run and it goes okay, he's not in condition to do that. So the next day he might be sore from doing that because like turning around a barrel and making those athletic maneuvers, that takes muscle. So they might end up getting sore and, or at the very least, you're not gonna have a great time because they're out of shape. They might be a little overweight. They're not gonna run as fast as they would if they were in shape. So, I don't know, you're just losing there. And if you're not practicing consistently, you're not gonna be good as a general rule. Like obviously there's horses there that 
they take care of you, they know their job, they're going to do well regardless. But for a large majority of horses and riders, if you're just pulling something out of the pasture every now and then, like you do not have enough consistency to build your skills, to build that muscle memory, and just get a feel for each other so that when you're in that crunch time, high pressure situation of a show or whatever competition you're doing, like it falls apart just because you don't have that practice to fall back on. I think it was it was Malcolm Gladwell in his book Outliers. He talks about this concept of the 10,000 hour rule saying that to become like an expert in something you need 10,000 hours. And if you're riding your horse for 45 minutes, once or twice a week, six months out of the year, like how long is it going to take to get to 10,000 hours? Hang on a minute. I'm going to Google. I'm going to do a calculation. I'm gonna, I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. So I typed in, let's say you ride for 45 minutes twice a week. And I said for 28 weeks out of the year, so that's kind of like your spring to fall situation. That's only 42 hours a year. It would take 238 years <laughs> to get to 10,000 hours. You will never become an expert at that rate. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's not great, but it just makes the point that like it takes a lot of time to become an expert and if you want to get good at this whole competing on your horse thing like you need to put some saddle time in is what I'm getting at and <clears throat> I'm definitely a fan of like deliberate practice because like myself I've made the mistake of yes I'm consistent about practicing but sometimes I'm not really intentional with my practice there's been times where I just I'm in the saddle just for the sake of like checking that off my to-do list where now I'm trying to be a lot more very, this is what we're going to do in our riding session. This is what I hope to accomplish. And then like reflecting back on prior rides and based on that, coming up with a game plan for tomorrow and that sort of a thing. That's going to be, you're going to get a lot more out of being intentional like that than you are just going out, loping circles, doing the same thing every single day. So practice, practice, practice. Martha Josie says perfect practice makes perfect. So like trying to do things as proper as you would want to see them in a competition setting, because I think we tend to ride differently at home than we do in competition. So trying to just be very, very intentional with that practice and being very consistent with it. Mistake number four is all about nervousness and anxiety. And if there was one mistake I've made along the way with my horses, this is it. So for those of you who don't know, I have struggled a lot with nervousness and competition anxiety with my horses in the past um, especially when I was barrel racing like out of everything to do with being a barrel racer 
being a nervous rider and having a really hard time on competition day was the biggest thing that I struggled with. And the biggest mistake I made was not making it a priority to address it. I feel like I kind of was just hitting my head against a wall, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. But of course, always getting the same result because I wasn't trying anything different. Like out of everything I've done with my horses, this is the biggest mistake that I've made. And it is the biggest contributor to why I did not get further with my barrel racing career than I would have hoped. So there's a million, there's a lot of ways to deal with nerves, competition, anxiety, like all those things. And, you know, there's, I've been told everything from like trying like meditation or visualization to taking a shot of whiskey before my run. Like I've been told so many things and it's kind of, I would say it's very, very individual. For some people, yeah, taking a shot of whiskey might work. They just need to calm down a little, just take the edge off. Whereas other people, it might just be a matter of just like exposure therapy, just putting yourself in that situation enough times. Some other pe people might need therapy. Like, it, so I'm not going to give solutions, but I'm just going to emphasize today that getting your mental game in check so that it's not your limiting factor is huge when it comes to being an equestrian competitor. And especially in this day and age, I feel like across the board, it does not matter what discipline you're in, like whether you're barrel racing, reining, Western dressage, like, I don't know, whatever it is you're in, like there's so many people in, in horses now, so many people competing, and so many people that are really, really good at competing and are on really, really good horses that are bred for their sport. Like to compete with that, you have to be on your game mentally because sure, you could be on a really good horse too. And that horse might even be better than what your competition's riding. But if you cannot keep yourself in check <laughs> during a competition, like you might as well just go home. Because if there's anything you know about horses, it's that they can pick on pick up on what you're feeling internally so fast. They are so sensitive. Like they just pick up on it. And there's nothing worse than like being anxious and then your horse getting anxious because they know you're anxious and now they're wondering what they should be anxious about. Like if there's ever a vicious cycle, that is that. <laughs> and I have been in that situation more times than I care to admit. So I feel like getting a hold of this is critical. If you do nothing else from what you, uh, you've heard me talk about today, like investing in yourself in this department is huge. And the last mistake, mistake number five, is not paying attention to your horse. <laughs> and this is, I feel like this is definitely a beginner issue, but there's definitely more advanced people that fall into this mistake as well. I think when you're a beginner, you just, 
you don't have the eye and again you just don't know better for what signs to watch out for that your horse is maybe in pain or discomfort or there's just something wrong and so I feel like becoming a student of the horse and learning what is normal for your horse and then being able to recognize when they're not normal and being knowing what to do about it is something I really think you do need to learn and I mean it does come with time so in the beginning I think it's really valuable to work with an experienced coach so they can help you along with that process and and all kinds of other stuff too but just knowing what is normal for your horse and knowing when something changes and I am just going to talk about this in terms of like in the barrel racing world because I spent so much time <laughs> barrel racing that I've I've seen this the most there just because I've been there the most I feel like lots of barrel racers could not recognize like a swishing tail tossing the head you know like a change in gait or like a change in the way they're turning lots of barrel racers think or they default to thinking their horse is being belligerent or trying to be bad and that they need to be disciplined horses do not set out to be bad they don't think like I really want to tick her off today I'm gonna go wide around second and then I'm gonna hit third like Horses do not think like that. And if you think they think like that, like you've got some learning to do. Your default, as opposed to thinking like that, should be, why is this happening? Is my horse feeling okay? That should be the first thing you're investigating. Are they feeling okay? Is there something wrong? And like, if you need to call the vet, if you need to get the chiropractor out, if you need the farrier, like if you just need to default to a professional, I would much rather you do that than trying to like ride it out of your horse because rarely does riding it out of your horse and trying to teach them a lesson, the solution. It just, so I really think being very mindful, getting to know your horse. So that goes back to being consistent with being out there because I feel like if you only see your horse three days a week, you're not going to notice those subtle changes that happen from day to day because you just, you don't know your horse. And so it's very important to be out there every day, again, grooming them from head to toe, knowing every single part of their body, knowing how they travel, knowing how they feel under saddle, knowing how they operate so that when something does change, you're like, hey, something is up. This is how they usually are this is what they're doing now and if you don't know what, how to fix it or what it is at least you can identify it and then seek help that can sound maybe to some people it can sound a little like OCD to like be that hyper aware of your horse and like know absolutely everything that sounds a little obsessive but honestly, like if you are, again, it goes back to like how competitive it is now. And honestly, just being a good owner for your horse. Like if you own horses, I really hope you're wanting the best for them. And part of that is 
knowing your horse. I think like it's no different than, I'm not a parent, but I feel like it's no different than having a child. Like you know everything about your child. And let's say as soon as they come through the door from a day at school, like you can guarantee a mom knows if something happened at school that day before they even open their mouth. Like they know. And you should know your horses just as well too because it's gonna allow you to address their needs before something very big happens, which like you don't wanna put your horse in that predicament. You don't want huge vet bills if they can be avoided. And like I said, you just wanna take good care of your horse. You want them feeling their best and just being able to identify when things change is huge. And I think it's a huge mistake that horse owners make when they aren't paying attention to their horses like they should. So those are the five mistakes that I wanted to go over today. So one was improper care of your horse and not being like taking care of your horse, overloading on equipment, being super nervous with your horse, not practicing enough and not knowing your horse and being able to identify when something changes. Those are the five mistakes I got for you. If you can address all five of those, you're gonna have a way better relationship with your horse. You're gonna have way better practice, practice with your horse. And I can guarantee if you're taking care of all these five things, your performance and competition outcomes are going to improve. I can guarantee it. Like, I'm not gonna say you're gonna go and win the next jackpot or futurity or whatever you're doing, but I really think it'll improve whatever you have going on. So with that, I will end the episode here. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to like and share with your friends. As I said at the top, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If you're on YouTube, be sure to give it a thumbs up, comment below, and subscribe to my channel. And be sure to follow me on Instagram, at Strong in the Saddle. And until next time, it's always a good day to ride.